0: Now that Luke has been out for nearly six weeks, where exactly on the Street Fighter V tier list does he seem to land? Top 10? Top 5? Even better than that? Plus, Catalyst shares some wish list predictions for what Capcom might roll out with their 35th Street Fighter anniversary celebration, all on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast.
1: All right, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. Hello, how's your week going
0: so far? It is going
1: pretty darn I well. I was
0: talking to the people like, comment, oh. subscribe, let us know how you're. No, I'm just
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just feel like being a jerk. That's, that's 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 me. You
1: know what, John? You're playing Luke a lot these days, and Luke is, kind of, yeah, some people think he's kind of a jerk character. And I actually, yeah, I kind of want to talk about well, that.
0: Well, I'm not so sure that people do think that, but that is perfect. Like that's what we're kind of going to get into is the 45th and final character is here and he's been around since November 28th. What is that? Five, six weeks or so that we've had with him about now. And is it still early? Sure. But let's try to place him and see where he might be on the tier list as of right now. And so before we get into any of the details, we'll talk about a lot of different things that kind of point to where he might be, but I want to flat out ask you in the kind of a three-part question, is he a top 10 character
1: in your opinion? John, before I answer that, I have to ask our audience to please psycho crush the like button because after they hear my response, they may not want to do it. So, but yes... <laughs> I do think Luke is a top 10 character in this, but around a top 10 character, actually. Um, my opinion has been fairly heavily revised about him because I thought, I think people had the impression he's a little bit stronger than he is initially. And I honestly think he's getting figured out a bit. But how do you feel about him?
0: I think yes to top 10. Now I want to ask you top five. And it sounds like I've already sort of heard your response no. there, but go Flat ahead and no. state it.
1: Yeah, and, and, Flat and, no. And, and let me explain why, because... I the thing about that 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 Luke does not have is he does not have brain dead offense in this game. And the mm-hmm. best characters in this game have brain dead offense, where it's like, you know what, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna make you hold a serious plus frames mix up, mix up, and then heavy Okazemi, and you have to guess if you want to win. And and it's like it's all stuff where they're heavily advantaged, like your camis, your Gurians, and other stuff. They're just putting you in situations where you're having to guess, and you are. heavily heavily at a disadvantage there. Luke is not stupid enough to be a top five character. Mm, uh, I hear what you're saying there.
0: And I think that's a valid argument to make. Uh, and it's a strong one. At the same time, I am not so sure that Luke has to take the uh, the sneaky back, the amoral path of having a ridiculously busted or OP move or sequence of moves in order to maybe get to the top. I think he is top five. And so obviously your answer to this next one is is no. I think that he has the potential. It's still too early and I haven't been convinced, but I think he has the potential to be in the conversation about being the best character in the game. And mm-hmm. I agree with you that he doesn't have those insane busted things that we can immediately point to and say, well, it's clear that characters are winning the majority of the time uh, or players are winning because this little thing that's really easy to do is simple or not even necessarily easy to do but this is carrying them so, so much. With Luke, it's a different sort of situation. And I think that's really interesting, um, okay, especially so, yeah, I wanna, if it's I, I, better than the other things. Yeah,
1: the, go ahead. This is, you're saying if this character is potentially top one, how is he competing with the Kami's and the Urians mm-hmm. and, you know, Guile and other stuff oh, like we'll that? Oh, we'll get into that. That's yeah. part of my, that's
0: part of my whole thing, but I want to give a few other things that point to how he's been doing as of late, since he's a brand new character still. And uh, so just really quickly here, uh, he came out, he, we just got the December stats and, and so Luke was actually used almost 12% of the time which is almost unheard of. Now new characters are are very popular online cuz you know people are trying them out both exploring if they want to use them and also learning how to fight against them for sure that happens no one gets numbers like almost 12% in their first month save for Akuma back in the beginning of season 2 he got uh, uh, I think a little more than that something like 13 Mm. Uh, Dakota just ran a story and and he explored that a little bit and that's up on the front page right now you can check it out but Luke has been very popular across the board we've seen a lot of pros play him and which always happens because they need to know how to fight against Uh, but we've seen a lot of people that are not pros use. Using him and uh and i will they stick with him? i don't know i'm sure that 11 almost 12 percent is going to go down in the coming months but how much um, so
1: And just on the pros note, i was watching cfn quite a bit last night and actually one of the things i was very very disappointed with with the luke usage is just how unoptimized most of the pros were with him a oh, lot of the oh, um, i know, I, know. Uh, uh, I, I, I
0: see that in my own play too yeah so a lot I of the
1: you. the negative edge combos or positive edge combos or whatever that he has um those are so key to him getting damage and being a good character a great character potentially and a lot of the pros were not using those now Daigo was a few others were but like overall I was actually very consistently disappointed even with current Luke play uh as of the time of recording this it's like yeah it just it's not there for some people
0: Oh, it's not there for, I see that a lot. I see that a lot with, uh, and we'll get into talking about Daigo in a second here, but the, uh, you just have to charge up and it's, it's like a little tiny window of, you don't you charge too long and they can block, you don't charge long enough and you don't get like the wall bounce or the, the more damage and extended combos. That's hard. Like I practice yeah. that constantly whenever yeah. I'm in training mode, uh, waiting for matches and I don't have it down. Um, <laughs> I, I get happy when I, when I it in a match. Um, so no, I hear you. And, and even with all of that though, Luke has so many good things about him that people are still, you know, while well, at least playing the character and I dare say winning a decent bit uh, because in both uh um, Wednesday night fights and NLBC the two coasts of uh, of America of uh, the US um the, the weekly coast uh tournaments he won 3 days after coming out so it was like I think it was December 1st my birthday hey look at that uh where he won both NLBC and WNF now the guys over at NLBC have been changing back to their other characters and and doing their own thing but over here on the west coast wnf has been won by luke unless this is a little bit hard to research because they don't always put the characters up but uh, as i as i look back he's won every week since he's come out and it hasn't all been the same person that's been winning with him chris cch has the majority but nephew has also won both of them using luke and it's like, it's one thing for Punk to win with a brand new character, one of the, if not the best player in the world, to win one of these kind of tournaments the the week that the character comes out. And in this case, three days after he came out. But for him to continue winning like this at WNF, it's like, that's that's something. That's not everything, but that's that's interesting. You do not see that with other characters, other DLC characters. Luke is doing things and he is getting played in ways that we haven't seen other DLC characters played and acknowledged and used would you do you agree with that
1: I think that definitely to a point yes um I I do worry about that my big concern there uh and overall again I think you're dead on with it is just he does have the, the the similarities of a Lucia where a lot of people are, you know, picked Lucia up initially and Lucia, unlike Luke, is very good at the meta of Street Fighter Five. She is a, a rushdown, mostly character and stuff, but her, she has to work a little harder with her fireballs and other stuff to make that all, you know, come together. Mm-hmm. Um and but when lucia initially came out everyone said hands down the best character uh you know of this batch of characters um all this other kind of stuff like they 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 thought she was just going to be an amazing top tier fighter and she really fell flat initially um and I'm kind of looking at Luke as in a similar thing where people are super hyped about him and think he's great. And I do think he's a really good character. If you get anywhere near the top 10 in this game, you're really strong. I just I, I feel like it's a little bit of Lucia kind of replaying history again of like, I think he's not going to be as good as people think he is uh, when, when all is said and done.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I uh, I hear you with the Lucia thing, and I actually do think that she is a top ten character. I know that's not the uh, popular opinion, but I do think she has all the tools to make it work. What I think Lucia lacks is um is is a, a conspicuous path to all of that, a conspicuous path for people to see and not easily, but relatively easily, make it to and to using her at that level. Where we're seeing that with Luke in a very. Uh, well, that's the point of talking about how he's winning tournaments so quickly is that he comes together for people in a very intuitive way and, and his basics, his foundations seem to gel with one another in such a way that you can use him effectively fairly quickly and then continue to sharpen his edges as you get the timing for his combos down and you can take him even further. And, and with that in mind, it's like when people get these timings down it's uh, the character's going to get better and the character is already doing really well. So that's something that to me points to him being a, a particularly powerful. Um, so, but when comparing Whoa, him to Lucia, uh, it's just hard to make that all come together because she's such a technical character. So even though she has yeah. really good tools, they don't necessarily intuitively gel together in a way that people can execute on uh, in a way that's encouraged them to keep playing and exploring her. But those that have, I think they're doing decently.
1: Yeah, no, this is the, the old Lucia, too, I was talking about when she first came out. Not, not yeah, she got a bunch one. of buffs, too. Yeah, yeah. it's a, and, and she fell off. But again, those points are still very valid, what you're saying about mm-hmm. Lucia. I do think that Lucia is very underrated in our community. She's pretty good. Uh, I don't know about top 10 good, but she is pretty good. Uh, and, and she's just really underappreciated in this game. But going back to Luke, though, my problem with Luke is that, that playing neutral against him and not giving him stuff to with punish... That means he has to go to his fireball, which takes a long time to complete the animation, making him very susceptible to jumps, which is something you do not want to be as susceptible to in this game. Uh, Now, his DP is insanely good. He has maybe, I don't know if it's the best DP in the game, but it might be. It's really, really, really good. Um, Gets the job done. It
0: absolutely does. And by the way, I can tell you as a Luke player... The way that he has been set up to throw fireballs and the way that people feel about his fireballs, people jump at him all the time because yep. you're right. He's got a lot of recovery. The fireball has its drawbacks for sure, yep. but it's also very effective and people want to jump. So now it's at the point where you can just hang out at that level or at that distance and duck around. They're going to jump and you're going to get your DPs, man.
1: Yeah, well, the, the only thing about it when I was watching a high level footage like Gamer B and others and stuff is even with Daigo the the reads that people start to get on the fireball timing are pretty rough because the, the punishment for for jumping on a fireball in this game is insane uh, I play Rose I know it very well and sure. it's like that one bad fireball could basically be the end of you right there you know it, it is and that's very typical when, when you're playing against people like you know Cammy and other stuff it's like oh yeah they got one read and now I'm dead you know and and That's where I I really start to to think that Luke isn't as good as people, you know, are are making him out to be because he does have these very clear drawbacks that are rough for him to overcome when people fully fundamentally understand where his weaknesses are or not. And again, it's hard for Luke to kind of get in consistently. In my opinion, he has to go to that fireball game when you just kind of sit back in neutral and don't give him stuff to whiff punish. He is maybe the best whiff punisher in the entire game. That's a big thing to have. And especially pros are going to be attracted to it, but it's like, just don't give them stuff to whiff punish. And that makes it hard.
0: Yeah. I think, okay. Um, that is a spot that I want to get to. Uh, but first I really want to talk about Daigo really quick and, and how there have been a lot of pros, like you said, there's like Gamerbee and Momochi and, and, and uh, Punko and Nemo and, and Plenty and and then Daigo. Um, Daigo's been playing Guile as his main for years and he's tested out all the other characters that have come out. He's he's toyed around with others but he's stuck with uh, Guile as his main. He's entertaining the idea of moving to Luke. In fact, he's recently said, and Daigo says the stuff with a pretty cavalier manner, like yeah. he might change his tune pretty quickly. So we take all this with a grain of salt, but he is also Daigo. He has his fighting game intuition, the most celebrated fighting game player uh, of all time, thus far, his his opinions do carry some weight, and he has said that he feels like Luke very well could make it into top five, and that if... Luke doesn't get nerfed when Capcom releases their patch, presumably after uh well after March. February when yeah. Capcom Cup would have been, but is now going to be replaced by an online final. Um, but if he doesn't get nerfed, then Luke will be Daigo's main. At least that's where he's at right now with the character. And that's a lot for, for and you did you put Guile in your top five? Was he like Guile two was or like three, number two in? for me? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I have him in my top incredible. ten. Yeah. But for Daigo to leave Guile and, and like Daigo's really good and really intuitive. He he knows like the frames with Guile and yet he's entertaining the idea of leaving the character. In fact, at this point, he's basically going to, unless Luke gets Substantially nerfed um, in in the next update. The only so thing about that is something.
1: It is something, and I agree. As you say, Daigo is super wishy washy. I love Daigo. Uh, I'm hands down the best fighting game player of all time. Uh, pound for pound, I don't think there's a better one. Um, mm-hmm. He's super wishy washy with his opinions, and I, I could see him come back and literally be like, oh, yeah, I'm not dropping Guile. Screw this. I, I'm, I'm sticking yes. with Luke. Uh, because we've seen this before with Kage and a few others where, where Daigo got really hyped up about the, the character and did play them for a while, and then just said, nah, I got Guile. What about i doing you know and and that's i think it's going to be another similar scenario here because guy was really good in this game
0: it could be it could be but so you were saying here that you you're uh, a big thing that's weighing against luke is the fact that his fireballs have a lot of recovery and uh, if you jump it a jump in combo is a big deal uh it has always been and it still is a huge deal now Defense has been buffed. I find myself as Luke using V shift plenty when I'm in these sticky situations and I don't think a single jump in is the end of the game or the end of the round like it used to be or it was never the end. But it very well, it was more likely the end um, before there was more defensive mechanics put in. Um, so I don't think that that disqualifies him at all. I think right. the fact that you can jump over his fireballs is like, that's a pretty general thing. Any character that has a fireball, that, that can happen to. And some, it's going to happen to more than others depending on where the weakness of their fireball is. If it's in the startup, if it's in the recovery, you know, it, it changes. But um, that by itself, yes, it is a weakness that Luke has fireballs that you can jump over. But one, he's got above average health by the you know and and so his defense is not bad he's got a three frame and and he's got v shift so and also one of the best dps in the game it's a very effective dp Um, this leads me to the fact that there are a lot of characters that have, have had sore thumb op abilities that have clear you can immediately point to them and say this is why the character is broken uh abigail and manat in season three their v triggers were ridiculous and that's where the round was often lost or won by these characters and everything kind of simplified down into how do the interactions based around these really really powerful maneuvers go you know uh the season two characters like laura with her medium uh kick and her uh v trigger and balrog's v trigger and yurian's everything his normals and his specials and his v trigger were all busted um point is that these g's v trigger rashid's normals and his corner maneuverability uh, akuma's air fireballs and the fact that he's so easily able to switch sides and get out of the corner and put you in the corner things like that have stood out and been like that's the clear reason or a massive reason that is is putting this character's abilities in a it's it's imbalancing them and, and in their favor. Luke has a bunch of really good stuff but I would say that Luke has something like straight B pluses across the board. His neutral his damage output, his defensive options, his fireball game, his V trigger. They're all really good and they're all really effective but I don't think any of them really stand out as when they hit you they're like this game is not fair it's demoralizing. It's like oh that's a tool that has its drawbacks like his neutral uh where like you know he's really good at whiff punishing but also he's really whiff punishable and if you just sit back and 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 you let the luke player miss in front of you you're going to be able to punish him in a similar manner that he punishes you maybe not from as far but he's moving forward so that's a double-edged sword that i think is really well balanced as far as i can tell so far and that's like his fireball game is really good But it's got a lot of recovery, and if you jump one of those fireballs, I think there's an appropriate amount of damage that goes to Luke versus the utility of that move by itself. Now, straight B pluses across the board is really nice to have, but I also think that the sum is, uh, how do you say this? the sum of the parts is actually greater than the whole, or or rather that the parts don't just add up with one another, they multiply because of the way these B pluses gel with one another. And I think I've said this before, it's kind of like the opposite of Nikali. Nikali has a bunch of really potentially good moves, but they don't seem to feed off of one another. Everything Luke does, he's it feeds into the next thing. So you were just talking about it, right? Playing the neutral. It's like if you try to shut Luke's neutral with his whiff punishing down, he takes a step back, and and you've taken a step back, and now he's in the perfect spot for his fireball zoning, and he can go to that option. And if you're really looking at the fireballs, he has the ability to go for the anti-airs or bait that. He can go to another gear. as, As far as I can tell, No matter where you are in the match and in the round, even when he's on his back foot, he's never out of options and his options are never bad. So even though he doesn't have some brain dead round ending, as soon as he gets it sequence or, or single move that he can do, he's always got options that enhance one another. And so all those B pluses when used in tandem with one another add up to like S and maybe the best in the game, or I should say they multiply to S I've said a lot. What do you think about all those things I just said? Yeah, no,
1: no. I mean, it's a, a lot of that adds up, and it just it it's a we're on a spectrum of like how good do we think Luke is? I don't think there's any argument mm-hmm. that he's a, a pretty darn good character in this. Uh, anytime again, you're talking top ten, but again, the, that where I go with it, it's just that the tools to me don't add up to being more than Cami, you know, kind of thing. It's just Cami has just got so many advantages to the point where it's like, what are the developers thinking? Like it, it is, you guys are are literally taking like some of the the most unbelievable stuff we've seen in, in, in a Street Fighter game and just not touching it and it's like uh, so for example Demi, uh, Cammy has a Dammy too I guess but Cammy has a double dash um, after her super so she lands this huge combo and she gets, she gets great after her three great mix up after frame
0: it. Super and, 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 and
1: it and it's like okay <laughs> like Luke doesn't have anything that touches that like he, he doesn't have anything that's comparable to that like and, and so that is a huge advantage for Cammy then she has one of the better V triggers that's two bars and like she just gets this crazy good mix up off of it super high damage she has so much brain dead easy stuff that most competent players could pick up and do in a short period of time luke does not have that and so cami players are able to focus on their footsies and neutral play all this other kind of stuff while luke is sitting there juggling 50 different pins cami's juggling like one and, and and is almost getting juggled for her practically with how how brain dead easy she is to play in this game how many advantages she has that to me just puts luke behind the fold because there's enough characters that have that going for them.
0: Yeah. So I can, I can appreciate that she has, and and plenty of other characters have clearly overpowered abilities. And I would even go as far as to say that some of what Cammy does gels with the other things that Cammy does and, you know, iron sharpens iron so that they even become more powerful when used with one another, which is basically my argument for Luke is that as, as many advantages as he has it, the fact that they all work together might add up to him being the best, but I think it at least adds up to him being in the top five. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have an overwhelming, obvious thing like that, but I, I, I guess I just reserve the potential that oh, yeah, the no, things it, that he does have might add up to more than even the the strength of Cammy, because you know, uh, Wednesday night fights in NLBC, why isn't Cammy winning? Is it because those players aren't entering and and i know cammy's got plenty of representation in major tournaments and such and so that argument only goes so far but also it's like i don't know i don't feel like as a luke player that i'm i'm ever in a terrible situation whether it's against cammy or urian or even uh, people are saying Dalson maybe but i'm not really seeing it it feels like he has an answer for for everything and at the end of the day it's just going to kind of come down to well does his really good stuff across the board add up to some of the really bright hot spots that other characters have. And I, and I don't think that we can say for sure that it doesn't at this point because yeah. everything is pointing to this character is doing better for where he's at than most other characters ever have.
1: And, and, and I really look at what the meta of the game is, you know, and we know the meta of street fighter five is rushed down Okazemi and other things. And not that Luke doesn't have that stuff. He has that as well. Um, but the, the top tier characters in this game have traditionally had those stuff and they've been very good at it, but you know, mm-hmm. So that, that's kind of where I go to with the argument that, you know, I, I don't think there's a spot that where Luke, you know, doesn't have it, but I, I think he's going to get figured out a little bit here. And I think some of the shine is going to wear off of him. And there it is.
0: I think that's true. Uh, it's very possible rather, I guess I should say. Um, But we'll have to see. We'll have to see as things play out, uh, you know, how things go and and how he performs in tournaments. If Capcom indeed ever does return to offline tournaments, they just canceled the one that they were going to have. So we're still waiting on stuff like that. But in the meantime, Luke has been very interesting, very popular, getting a lot of good word from from players like Daigo. And, and I do think that he's a top five and I reserve the potential for him to be a top one. I want to know what the people think. So do you think, please give us a comment, let us know where do you think Luke ranks right now, top 10, top five, top one, and, uh, we'll see you in the next
1: video. All right, John, I wanted to talk about, uh, Street Fighter six update, um, and the 35th anniversary, um, but before we get into it, if everyone doesn't mind psycho-crushing the like button, it actually helps out the channel a ton. We really super appreciate it, but it is officially the 35th anniversary of Street Fighter, and I want to talk about what that could mean. And first off, we got Capcom Cup 8 canceled. They, they've switched instead of calling it two years to just a number of the, the tournament and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And the focus is going to shift to online finals, um, and that is potentially where we could see a Street Fighter six announcement. Although. Yes we could see an entirely separate announcement video and that just showcases stuff for the 35th anniversary because Capcom kind of already does this with the seasonal updates of Street Fighter 5. It is those have been very successful. Uh Masumoto and, and uh Nakiyama uh they they do a great job uh getting those guys up there again and saying, "Hey, uh first big announcement here is Street Fighter 6 and the next one is, you know, this and this and that." Like I personally would be super hyped up by that. Um even if, you know, we don't get it at a live event because, uh, you know, there's no, not going to be in a live event like I would be very okay with that. But like for you, John, like does that kind of recapture the energy and hype at least as best we kind of can with these COVID times for you? The the idea of like the announcement of, of, yeah Um, just being a video like another showcase video like a fall spring summer update the 35th anniversary video like i I know it's not the same but like all things considered would that work as well for you do you think i've come to expect about as much it's like if we could have
0: things come back and, and you know be presented in more of a live fashion sure that'd be great but i mean that just hasn't been the way of the world for the last couple of years now and so i understand it and and you know, things have moved so much from E3 and such and the PlayStation experience to just an online, you know, Nintendo Direct or a, a PlayStation, is it, do they call it PlayStation Direct? I forget off the top of my head. Uh, uh, state of PlayStation
1: experience, yeah, or state of play or something like that. Yeah, yeah. but
0: online presentations mm-hmm. and, and we've been just fine with them. In fact, hey, we don't have to buy a ticket. We can sit at home. We can go get our coffee. We can go to the bathroom, all that kind of stuff. I mean, there's, point is yeah i think it would be just fine and i also don't think capcom has a ton of wiggle room maybe they do when they announce but in terms of like when they would want to release i don't i see them being pretty married to and restricted by the pro tour so i mean maybe they maybe they delay it or something like that maybe they speed it up i'm not sure but i i do think it's going to come online and and that's going to be just fine it it is what it is. And plus everything gets leaked online anyway. That's where everyone hears about stuff first anyway, these days anyway. Yeah, just anyway.
1: build up a, a nice announcement. Just say, hey, do a countdown clock. You know, the Street Fighter 35th anniversary announcement's coming in, you know, 10 okay. days, 14 days, whatever. You know, get get your team in there and make it a fun production. You know, and, and people mm-hmm. have been very receptive over, over those videos. But um, anyway, so the release date for Street Fighter 6 has been pegged as a quarter one of next year. So 2023, the game is supposedly going to be coming. Um, and if they have their traditional marketing ramp up, they'll want about a year's time to get things going. So we're, we're looking at probably an announcement here in February or March, not that far away. Um, but as I've mentioned before, it's also the 35th anniversary. So we're expecting that, that big announcement, but also maybe we'll have some other stuff coming in there. Um, uh, like for example, maybe they'll go back and say, hey, the 30th anniversary is really successful for us. Uh, the 30th anniversary product, it sold 2 million copies. Here's the 35th anniversary version of Street Fighter. Here's Ultra Street Fighter Four included in it. It has rollback code. It has other stuff in there that you know we potentially do. And, and, and the the idea here, John, I want to pitch you on this and see if you would be on board with it. Would be to take the street fighter anniversary collection of games and update them once every five years or so with new features, new bells and whistles, uh, the latest kind of like greatest net code that they've got and whatnot. Um, and, and basically re-release it. And if you, if you upgrade, you get a reduced price on it. Like if you bought it, you know, for 60 bucks or whatever it came out, I think it came out at like 40. Um, like, but if you want to upgrade again, it's like 20 bucks every year to upgrade it or like not every year, every five years. That's a big key difference. Would that be something you'd be on board with? Um, if i wanted to continually play those
0: particular games online and hey if if uh i mean i i don't need that for the for the collection because i don't spend my time playing those games that much um but i can i know a bunch of people that would so i do think it's a good business practice and maybe if it were uh you know if street fighter 4 were part of that deal or you know there was an option for street fighter 4 like you said then that might be for me as well point is yeah 20 bucks or so every five years i think that's fine in terms of maintenance to be able to to continually play older street fighter games online uh in in a uh, acceptable and uh, you know net code and, and rate i think that'd be great and uh, i think a lot of people would too
1: yeah and, and there's an opportunity here now the budget is going to be lower for a game like this uh this is not a triple a game that capcom putting out there they they can't afford to like just completely revamp this stuff from top to bottom but um, again you add in something like rollback code to Ultra Street Fighter 4 which it badly needs right um, and then you would probably want to go back there and make uh, most if not all of the titles playable online instead of just the four of them that we got previously and they actually could revamp the online matchmaking system uh, to make it just kind of easier to play and track other players because right now it's a little bit of like if you go to play the 30th anniversary online it's a little dicey kind of like how mm. it works but maybe do some like Tetris 99 styled modes where, you know, you can play in a tournament and play all these different kind of things. Like you could make this like just adding in features for people to kind of compete against each other, make it a little bit more kind of plug and play a little easier. That would be really nice. And in my opinion, a really good selling point for this. And, and um, the idea here again is that they, they go back and they update it once every five years. So like, you know, we get ultra Street Fighter four with the 35th anniversary, right? But with the 40th anniversary, we get Street Fighter five in there. You know, and it's like, oh, OK, so like you guys basically just keep adding to, you know, the if you, here's the old package of Street Fighter games that a lot of people love. And we update it every five years with like the latest and greatest stuff, uh, modern trappings, other things, you know, maybe a higher resolution options, all this kind of cool stuff that would be nice to have in there. And it's like, dude, I can play Street Fighter 2 at 4K resolution. I don't know how that's going to look, but, you know, if they add the right filters and right things in there, maybe it looks really awesome. And just kind of doing stuff of that nature, I would be really excited about personally. Um, and, and I just kind of wanted to gauge like what you thought the community's reaction might be. I think that the community has shown, first
0: and foremost, that they love these re-releases because Capcom keeps making them and people keep buying them, right? And then also they've shown that if Capcom isn't going to make them for whatever reason, when they're wanting them, they will make them, right? And they'll find ways of playing MVC2 uh, you know, and, and and these games that are like locked away and such, and like it would be nice if the developers would uh, make it as easy as possible and accessible as possible. But even when not, it's like people will mod their stuff. their it like technology is where it's at right now, and there's a lot of power in the players. They're gonna figure out ways of playing these old games. People will still consume them, and if you can sprinkle a little modernization into them, like hey, a training mode where it didn't have it before, hey, online training or online capabilities at all, or you know, better resolution, better graphics, maybe we fix some bugs that everyone was pissed off that's been in the game for forever, and it's just like, eh, hey, we can get rid of that now. Um, things along those lines, you can put modern bells and whistles on them. They'll play the old version no matter what. I I will play the old version no matter what. Uh, but if you can give us a little modernized I think that will go a long way. I, I It's foolproof. Definitely going to work.
1: <laughs> it's it's a 35th anniversary. They need to have more than just one major announcement. They've got to have something in there to kind of hype people up. And, you know, there's so much potential here with this franchise. It's most, one of the most beloved franchises in the history of video games. Like, this is really far up there. So I'm I'm expecting multiple announcements, you know, and not just esports stuff and all that. But, um, you know, maybe they can, uh, with the, the 35th anniversary, maybe they can bring back a Ultra Street Fighter 4 tournament on the CPT. You know, like, hey, uh, this is a brand new game for the, the 35th anniversary. Uh, you know, we want to see people come back and play this and other stuff like that. There's a lot of opportunity to to really kind of reignite things. And there, there's a history of them doing this. Like they, when they did the uh, 30th anniversary, they put some of those games back on the, you know, parts of the, the tour and stuff. Um, so there's a lot they could do to just kind of. Take what's there and just build some momentum behind it. Build some good positive vibes. Um, you know, bringing back Street Fighter Four is just—it's—it's it's one of the most beloved Street Fighter games ever. And then you've got it packaged with Street Fighter Two. You've got updated Netcode. You've got all this stuff, and it's like, oh, this is going to cost me 20 30 bucks, or and if I bought it before, maybe it's going to cost me ten or fifteen. Hell yeah, sign me up. You know, so that would be the kind of the the idea here. And of course, you know, messaging saying, hey, we're going to keep doing this going forward. You know, you don't need to buy it every year. If you've you've got all the games you want, all the ways you want it, you know, it's already there for you. Every
0: year would be too, too much. That would be an obvious cash grab. It's like these do not have that much value where we need to pay for them yearly to be slightly updated. Yes. Every five years. You know, bring back Street Fighter V and say, hey, here's edition select if you wanted to go back to the dark days of vanilla and like experience yeah. without having a colleague that worked really well. Uh, you can you know, and, yeah. and maybe maybe they could even do something like, hey, here's USF4 released and Elena has been rebalanced? Even that just by itself, as weird as it is to just rebalance one character, that would get a lot of attention just because of the, the kind of like the lore around Street Fighter, the, the history, the yeah. memory of it. Um, so but yeah so much potential there and i mean it's not even untapped i think we capcom taps it all the time but uh should continue to do so
1: yeah well uh i'm glad you brought up rebalancing but we're gonna actually save that one for next week because we've got a huge blowout episode actually on rebalancing the old street fighter games but we're gonna get into that next time so you all excited yeah thanks so much for listening once again and we'll be back with you soon adios